Welcome to the Boss in Heels podcast with your host, Lara Nassessian, the podcast that shares the mindset, habits, tools, and tactics of inspiring women. Hello, everyone. This is Lara Nassessian, and welcome to another episode of the Boss in Hills podcast, where I usually speak with inspirational founders, CEOs, and other world-class leaders and performers to tease out their mindset, habits, routines, and more. Today is going to be a solo episode, and it is going to be on five strategies that you can utilize to gain laser focus. As I have been going on my own journey over the years, one of the things that I have really come to identify with and realize is how much I am obsessed with being in the business of optimizing time and helping other individuals to gain laser focus so that they can optimize their time too. Because at the end of the day, we've all probably heard this saying that time is our most valuable commodity, but it is true. The reason why time is so precious is because it is not one of the commodities or resources that we can do a lot to get much more of. And what I mean by that is if you spend your money on something, if you blow your money on something, there's a lot of different ways that you can create more money for yourself. There's a lot of things you can do to make more money, to earn more money, to create more wealth. There's so many different things you can do to create money. But there's not a lot of things you can do to create more time or to get your time back. And that is why I am so passionate about this topic and so passionate about teaching this this topic because it really is so important how we choose to spend our time, what we choose to do with it, how much of it we waste how much of it we let, you know, go into no man's land or get distracted or give to the wrong people or time spent on the wrong kinds of things that are not actually going to help us to create the kind of life or create the kind of vision that we aspire to have in our life. And that is why I really love to talk about this topic, focus and time. So in this episode, I'm going to be sharing five strategies with you to help you gain laser focus so that you can really optimize your time and spend your time on the things that actually matter to you and spend your time on the things that are going to gain the greatest kind of impact that you desire in your businesses and in your lives. So Without further ado, we're going to get into the episode, but just a quick reminder, if you love this episode, if you love this podcast, then please take a moment to subscribe, rate and review the podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever it is that you are listening to this episode. It truly makes the biggest difference. And when I read your reviews, oh my goodness, they mean so much to me. Hearing all the ways that this podcast has helped you in your lives, helped you in your businesses, helped you with your productivity, with your focus, with your routines, 
whenever I see your stories that you post on Instagram, your elite morning routines, honestly, those kinds of things bring me so much joy because this is truly what I believe I was destined to do was to to teach and to inspire and to educate. And the fact that this podcast impacts so many of you truly means more to me than you'll ever know. And those reviews truly mean more to me than you ever know. So if you have already taken the time to leave a rating and a review, I just wanted to say thank you so much. I read and see every one of them and they are never lost on me. So thank you so much. Now, five strategies to gain laser focus. Let's get into it. So the first tip that I wanted to share is that in order to increase the level of focus and productivity that you have, you have to make a decision that this is something that you want. It starts with making a decision that you want to increase your focus, you want to increase your productivity, and this is something that you're going to actually put a little bit of concerted thought and focus into because like anything in life, we don't just get better by not thinking about it. We actually have to decide that you want to commit to something, that you want to get better at something, that you want to improve at something, that you want to constantly work on something. These are kinds of decisions that we make in our life. And just as much as we would make a decision to get ahead in our career, that we want to make more money, that we want to get fitter, whatever it may be, it all starts with a decision. And so the decision to increase your focus and productivity is something that needs to happen at quite a conscious level, in my opinion. It's making the decision that I actually want to make this a priority. I actually want to look at how I'm spending my time and how I can optimize my time and how I can sharpen my focus and how I can increase my productivity because I'm going to decide that this is something that's important to me. I personally think that everyone should make this a priority for the reasons that I touched on earlier in that time is our most valuable commodity. And if you are not prioritizing your time, if you're not prioritizing your plans, your focus, well, you're going to end up falling into everybody else's priorities and everybody else's plans for you. And as Jim Rohn said, and you know I love this quote by Jim Rohn, as Jim Rohn said, if you do not create your own life plan, then chances are you'll fall into someone else's life plan. And guess what they have planned for you? Not much. So you decide that you want to be intentional with how you spend your time with how you design your life, with how you structure your day, what you do, what you don't do. And I understand whether you are an employee or an entrepreneur, there's quite possibly things you have to do in your day now that are not particularly fun for you and things that don't spark a lot of joy or don't make you feel that fulfilled. And that's okay that that is your reality right now because to be quite honest with you, there's things that I have to do that I'm not particularly 
overjoyed about. (laughs) However, in learning to become intentional with my time, I get to choose what matters. I get to choose what's a priority. I get to choose what I focus on. And ultimately, I get to decide when I get to a certain point what things I outsource as well. And there's certainly things that I do now that I decide I really don't want to do that. That's really not a good use of my time. And so it's either delegated to someone else or it's outsourced to someone else. And I let the people that actually love to do that, whether it's accounting, whether it's production, you know, whether it's certain admin tasks, People love to do those things. And so I would rather give those types of tasks to the people that are good at it and the people that want to do it and free up my space so that I get to focus on the things that matter to me and I get to stay more in my zone of genius. And I'm not doing all these things that are like weighing me down and things that are not aligned with who I am or where I want to go. And this is a constant process. This is not something that happens overnight. It's not that I decided I want to outsource a whole bunch of things and like voila, the next day it happened. No, it's it's taken a lot of thought and intentionality and planning and work to get to a point and to get to a financial position from a business perspective where I can afford to do that. And just really being intentional and clear with what it is that you need to do versus what it is that you could possibly delegate to someone else and giving them an opportunity to work on these skills and to enhance their career and to work on the things that are going to help them to elevate and grow in what it is that they want to do as well. And so all of these kinds of things are decisions uh, that we need to be mindful about and that we need to be intentional about. And it all starts with making the decision that increasing your focus and your productivity is something that you actually want for yourself. Because if you don't claim this for yourself, no one else is going to be able to do it for you. Even if you read all the books, you sign up for all the programs, you do all the work, no one can make you do this in your day except for you. You have to decide how you're going to focus, what's important to you, that the fact that you want to be more productive so that you can have more time to do the things that are important to you. This decision all starts with you. So that is point number one. Point number two is to analyze and get very real with yourself about how you are spending your time. Because so often I hear the excuse, I don't have time. I'm too busy. I don't know where I'm going to find the time. I am going to call nonsense on that because that is a lie that you are telling yourself. And it is a lie that is going to keep you small and stuck and exactly where you are. And if you feel like, you want to actually make time for different types of things and you make that decision for yourself. If you, if you, by the way, 
if you don't want to increase your productivity and focus, you don't have to do any of these things. Like no one is making you do anything. I'm simply sharing what I have tried and tested myself and the proven strategies that I now give to my clients as well that helps them skyrocket their productivity. And it really starts by looking at the reality of how you are spending your time today because we all have the same amount of time in the day and I know that some people have got different priorities to others but you've also most likely chosen those priorities. Even if that priority is being a business owner, being a wife, being a mother, being a friend, being a daughter, you're still choosing these things. You are still choosing to show up for yourself or for others. It's all a choice at the end of the day. And the moment you say that I don't have the time, it is such a disempowering statement to make to yourself because you're basically saying, when you say I don't have time, you're basically saying this is not important enough to me. This is not a priority to me. So rather than saying I'm too busy for that, say to yourself, that's not important enough to me. If you tell me you don't have time to work out or move your body, I would challenge you by saying it's just not a priority to you. Because if it was important to you, you would find a way to make it work. Even if you could just commit to moving your body 10 minutes a day, you have 10 minutes in your day. Everybody has 10 minutes in your day. And as Tony Robbins once said, if you do not have 10 minutes in your day, then you don't have a life. Everyone has 10 minutes in their day. If you are scrolling through Instagram and looking at Instagram stories and telling me you don't have 10 minutes, you are lying because you have 10 minutes to be on Instagram, which means you have 10 minutes to move in your day, even if it is going for a walk around the block, even if it is putting on a song or a couple of songs and dancing in your living room or putting on a 10-minute yoga or Pilates on YouTube for free and doing it in your living room. You can absolutely make the time. You can make the time to go for a walk around the block at lunchtime. If that's the only time that you can fit into your day, then fit it into your day if it matters to you. And so actually analyzing and almost becoming a bit of a private investigator with yourself and with your life and exploring and looking at all the different ways where your time is going. Look at the screen time function on your phone. It will tell you how many hours hours a day you are spending on your phone and then you're going to tell me you don't have 10 minutes to walk, go for a walk around the block when you have been on your phone for six hours in the day? I don't think so. I don't buy that. So a little bit of tough love in this episode, but really getting honest with yourself. If this is something that you truly want to move the dial on, you're going to have to take responsibility for this. You're going to have to look at all of the different ways that your time is being stolen and taken from you, that your focus is being taken from you. 
and start acknowledging it because if you bury your head in the sand and pretend that every night you're not getting into bed and scrolling down the rabbit hole of TikTok videos for an hour before you go to sleep, you're not going to be able to change it. It starts with the ownership and the acknowledgement of your current behaviors. Now, this is not shaming anyone. This is not saying that this is a bad thing. This is if you want to optimize and if you want to increase your focus, it starts by looking at the root cause of the things that are actually taking your focus away from you, whether that is news, whether that is social media, whether that is being on your phone, whether that is doing busy work and not doing productive work. These are all ways that we actually avoid the things that we should be doing. And we know that if we sh- we did those things and we committed to those things, that we would actually see a huge uplift in our productivity. And maybe, just maybe, we would actually start to get the kinds of results that we desire in our businesses, in our careers, in our finances, in our relationships, in our health, in our lives. And the reason why I'm so passionate on speaking about this topic is because if we started to become more intentional with how we spent our time and actually looked at this and paid attention to it, then we would absolutely be able to move the needle and move the dial on the things that actually matter to us, as opposed to constantly telling ourselves the story that I'm too busy and I don't have enough time. That is a lie. You are just not making the time because it's not important enough to you, or you feel a lot of resistance around it, a lot of fear that if you actually did the things that you were supposed to do, that you would succeed. And so imagine if you gave yourself full permission to actually commit to and do the things that you knew were going to get you the kinds of results that you desired in your life. You would have so much self-trust and self-confidence in yourself knowing that you commit to doing the things you're, you say you're going to do. Becoming a woman or a man who honors their word is a very, very powerful thing. And it is also one of the greatest strategies to building your own self-trust and self-confidence is when you follow through and you actually do the things that you say you're going to do. So analyzing and taking the time to do a little bit of a self-audit in your life And open up the screen time function on your phone and look at where you are spending time. What is the app or the apps that are sucking the most amount of time and energy from you? Is it the fact that you're constantly looking online and online shopping? Is it the fact that you're constantly on Instagram or you're constantly on TikTok? Are you constantly looking at YouTube, but videos that are not necessarily helping you grow? If you're consuming content that's helping you grow, okay, that's one thing. But looking at a whole bunch of random things and going down the rabbit hole and looking at the cat videos and like, okay, decide how much time you're going to let yourself consume that kind of content whether it's 15 minutes, whether it's 45 minutes, whether it's two hours, 
at least you're making an intentional choice around it. Then what you can do is put in the appropriate parameters. So for me, as an example, I set a 45-minute time limit on Instagram because I found that out of all of the apps, that was the one that was sucking the most amount of time for me. And so I group this roughly into two 20-minute blocks. It goes into my calendar, roughly 8 to 8.30 in the morning and then roughly 8 to 8.30 in the evening. And once it's hit 45 minutes, I have an, uh, the screen time function. I've actually put a limit of 45 minutes on Instagram. So it actually locks me out of Instagram after 45 minutes, meaning that whatever I didn't get to that day, too bad. It's got to wait until tomorrow. So I now use Instagram more intentionally and try to use it as a tool rather than it using me as a passive observer. So I flip the narrative from being a consumer to a creator. And I, I'm still not 100% there yet. I still sometimes slip up or I still sometimes can catch myself going down a bit of a rabbit hole. But the good thing is that I've got these parameters in that will remind me when I've spent enough time on there and it signals to me that it's time to get off. And in doing this and making these kinds of decisions and putting in these kinds of parameters, it's enabled me to stay more focused. It's enabled me to be the one who's creating rather than being controlled. And I get to be more intentional when I am on these kinds of platforms. I'm the one using it versus it using me. And that is a very, very, very subtle but huge difference because most of us are being used and controlled on these platforms, whether we like to admit that or not. There are very, very clever people that get paid a lot of money to get into a room together and to actually their their primary job is to work out how we can stay on our phones longer. That's what they're paid to do. That is their sole job is to work out how they can keep us on our phones for longer. And there's some pretty powerful forces out there and we have to make the decision that we want something different for ourselves, that your focus, that my focus is actually worth more to me than the Instagram likes and the validation and the addictiveness of these apps. So there's a very powerful book on this. It's called Stolen Focus by Johan Hari. And he talks about a lot of research and scientific studies which have been done specifically on this topic. And so if this is something that you're interested in, that's a book that I would highly recommend everyone reads. So step number three is to look at what is creating the most amount of resistance for you. And what I mean by that is if you sit down to do work 
and you find yourself opening up Instagram and all of a sudden you sit down and you're hungry and you go to the fridge and you need to make yourself a snack, what is it that you are doing when you find yourself turning to distractions? Because the reason I bring this up is because the things that actually create the most resistance for us are often the things that we should be doing. It's like if you sat down and you focused on this task, this would really move the needle in your business. This would actually generate a lot of income in your business. This would actually help you to build the kind of digital profile that you want, the personal brand, the business idea, the product, the book, the podcast, whatever it might be. And so actually taking a look at what are those tasks that whenever you sit down to do it, you find yourself defaulting to the easier thing, like clearing out your inbox. What is it about that task that feels like it's bringing up a lot of fear for you? Because often it's those kinds of tasks are the ones that are the biggest needle movers, are the ones that are the most important ones. But there's a reason why you find yourself feeling a level of resistance to it. And usually the resistance is around a certain fear that you may have. And that could be fear of failing. It could be the fear of putting yourself out there. It could be the fear of being judged. It could be the fear of not being good enough. What is it that comes up for you every time you go to sit down and do this task? Why is it that suddenly you're hungry? when you just ate an hour ago, why is it that suddenly you go back and look at your inbox? Why is it that you open up Instagram? Why is it that you pick up your phone? What is it about this task that is making you feel uncomfortable? When you actually get down to the root of the fear, whether it is unworthiness, not feeling good enough, fear of failure, And you actually look at that fear and you do a fear setting exercise around it, whereby you ask yourself, what could be the worst thing that could happen if I actually brought this to life? What could be the worst thing that could happen if I actually put this post out? If I actually launched this thing? If I actually did that thing that I know I really want to do, but it makes me feel so uncomfortable? If you can get down to the root of the fear and really tidy that up within yourself, then that is freedom. That is liberation. That is you overcoming your limiting beliefs about what you believe is possible for yourself. And when you tidy all of those things up and you actually get really clear on what is it that you're most afraid of and what's the worst that could happen, that is when you become unstoppable because no longer are you being ruled by these limiting beliefs that you've been holding onto that are keeping you small. 
every time you sit down, you get distracted, you get hungry, you're checking your socials. What if you actually sat down and did that thing? What is that thing? And how, if you actually did that thing, would it help you to move the dial on you creating your vision, the life of your dreams, the business, the book, the podcast, whatever it might be? There's a bit of tidying up work to do. So really checking in with yourself and being like, what is this fear? What are the activities that are creating the most amount of resistance for me? Why? And what's the worst that could happen if I just went for it? If you actually sat down and took yourself through these series of questions and clear out that fear and just decided to fill the fear, acknowledge that your fear is valid, but fill the fear and decide to do it anyway, even though it is really scary, knowing that that's the thing that could take you to the next level, that's a really powerful place to be. And if you can do that, you're getting out of your way. And no longer are you letting these perfectionistic tendencies or these limiting beliefs to control you and what you're able to create and put out in this world. So looking at what is creating the most amount of fear and resistance is a really big and powerful exercise that I really encourage you to do if you are finding yourself get distracted every time you sit down to do an important task or piece of work. Step number four is to plan properly. Now, it's no secret I am a huge advocate of planning. I believe in planning my life. I believe in planning my year. I believe in planning my month. I believe in planning my week and I believe in planning my day because how you spend every day is ultimately what shapes the trajectory of your life. How you spend every day is ultimately the types of things that you're able to create and accomplish. How you spend your days ultimately how you feel about yourself and the relationships that you have with the people around you. How you spend every day compounded is about how healthy and vital you feel. So I'm a very, very big advocate of being incredibly intentional and putting in a lot of concerted thought into planning and for those of you who have been around in my world for a while, you've probably heard me speak on the boss planning method. This is my own personal tried and tested methodology. I actually have a masterclass, a three-part masterclass, which I've run on the boss planning method, which I'll put the link in the show notes if you would like to watch it. I, it was actually recorded um in January, I ran the live three-day masterclass and you can learn more about it through that masterclass. But also we're going into the planning aspect inside the up-level experience, which is my 
membership program. And the way that this membership program works is that every month we have a certain topic and facet of life that is being looked at. And ultimately, the goal of being inside this up-level experience is to up-level and elevate every facet of your life. And so no stone is left unturned. And we have just completed the portion around intentionality and designing your life. And now we have entered the period of planning. And I teach you elite level planning tactics. And it has grown and evolved this year because of some work that I did earlier on in the year. And there's a whole other dimension of my planning process that I take myself through that I have never previously spoken about or shared. So if you are interested in getting into the up-level experience, you can join at any time. But right now is the time that we are working on planning. And if you actually want to learn how to plan properly, knowing that how you plan properly is what is ultimately going to help you get the kinds of results and live the kind of life that you want to live and be in control of your time, how you spend your time, what you do every day, what you focus on, what you do versus what you don't do, the specific practice I take myself through every week and then how I monitor and manage that on a day-to-day basis. This is going to be such a powerful container for you to be a part of, especially now, so that you actually, you know, those goals that you set at the start of the year, those New Year's resolutions and goals, (laughs) actually having the opportunity to Build those things into your day. No matter how busy you are, there's an inevitability of you increasing your productivity and your focus when you come into a container like this with me because I will look at what you're doing in this hot seat coaching. So if this is like an area that you struggle with, there's an opportunity for you to receive coaching from me about your personal situation and circumstances. So I'll put the links both for the planning masterclass and for the up-level experience. Obviously, one is much shorter. The planning uh, masterclass is a three-part series and then the up-level experience is an ongoing membership program. When you sign up, you make a minimum commitment of three months to stay in the container and then you can cancel anytime thereafter. But learning how to plan properly is such a powerful tool that actually enables you to strategically look at your time and focus your efforts and energy accordingly. And by planning properly, you are the one that's sitting in the CEO seat when it comes to your life. You are the one calling the shots. You're the one designing your day, planning your day in advance so that you become proactive about your day and your life rather than reactive rather than reacting to the world and to everybody else's priorities and everybody else's to-do list, you are the one calling the shots. You are the one deciding what's important to you. You are the one deciding how you want to spend your time, how you want to focus your energy, what you're going to do versus what you're not going to do. And all of these things are inside these planning uh, options that I have available to you. So 
We don't have time to specifically get into all the details around planning, but it is an important part of focusing and gaining more productivity in your life. And the fifth strategy, the fifth step that I wanted to share that I personally use is time batching and otherwise known as the Pomodoro technique. This is a really powerful tool of making sure that you are staying focused to the task at hand, irrespective of what it is that you are focusing on. And so right now, I'm in the midst of recording three back-to-back podcast episodes. So I'm not doing anything else right now. My phone is on do not disturb mode. I'm not looking at emails. I don't have my laptop open. I don't have my social media open. I'm not talking to anyone. I'm not doing anything other than focusing on recording three back-to-back podcast episodes in this block of time that I've got. And because at the moment I'm trialing releasing a podcast episode every second week, it used to be weekly, we're trialing every second week. The reason for that was so that I could focus more time inside my up-level experience, the membership program where you get a weekly call plus Voxer support throughout the course of the week because that is where people want to go deep with me and do deeper work. And in order to really serve and support those individuals that want to work with me in a more intimate basis, that I have the capacity to do that. And that is why the podcast is now being trialed at a fortnightly level capacity. And so whether it is recording for the podcast, whether it is uh you know, writing blog posts, whether it is preparing for a membership program, preparing to launch a program. I group like tasks together and then I have a designated period of time that I will focus on that one task and that one task only. And I will set a timer, whether it's an hour, whether it's two hours, whether it's 45 minutes, the allocated time that I have to do that particular task, I sit down and I do that task and I do not look at anything else. I close down all the irrelevant browsers. I put my phone on flight mode or do not disturb mode. And I do that one thing and one thing only. And then, and only then once I have completed the task in the allocated time frame that I had to do it, will I reward myself with giving myself a break whether that's checking emails, whether that's going to make myself a snack, whether it's going for a walk around the block, whatever it might be, I give myself a break and a reward after I have completed the thing that I set out to do in the allocated time frame. I also find that time batching works really well for me when it comes to doing things around home, whether that is washing, whether that's anything else grouping like things together so that I'm batching them and I'm doing them on a less regular basis. But it also means that I'm not switching gears, trying to double in and out of so many different things. Like as an example, if I try to double between recording a podcast episode, then responding to a whole bunch of emails, then folding some laundry, then trying to do a bunch of phone calls, it's not a productive way of working because 
your brain is like flicking between too many different things at once. And there is so much scientific research that shows that we are really not good at multitasking. And every time we try and flick our minds into going from one task to another task, there is so much time that's lost in between those two things. And so when you decide that I'm just going to allocate today to recording for the podcast, or I'm going to allocate this whole block of time to doing laundry, or I'm going to spend the next two hours clearing my inbox or whatever it might be, then you're going to get an increased level of focus and productivity because you are focusing on one thing at a time rather than trying to multitask, double out of 15 different things, double in and out of 15 different browsers, online shopping, you know, uh, responding to that email, trying to write a blog post, trying to look at your finances. Like it's just too many things at once. The more you can simplify, the more you can batch like tasks together and have designated blocks of time to work on a certain task or group of like tasks, the more productive you'll be. And then you don't have to worry about those things for a period of time. As an example, when I record three to four podcast episodes in a row, I don't have to worry about scrambling week to week and recording an episode randomly throughout the course of the week because I've got a batch of podcast episodes that are ready to go. I send them to my podcast producer, they schedule it all in for me, and then it's done until the next time that I sit down to batch record. So thinking about how you can batch record like tasks together in your work and in your life can really help you to gain much more productivity and much more momentum and actually use the allocated time that you have to do the things that you say you're going to do. This builds so much self-trust, it builds so much self-confidence and it also stops the self-perpetuating cycle of feeling guilty when you're not doing the things in the allocated time frame that you have to do them. One of the greatest I don't even want to call it a hack because I think this is a disservice to how powerful this has been in my life. But I have learned to really do things in the allocated time, even if it's a work task that I don't want to do or if it's self-care. I do what I'm meant to do in the allocated time that I have to do it. And by operating in this way, my whole world has shifted and I've been able to increase my productivity exponentially and not feel guilty in my time off because I actually did the thing that I was supposed to do in the time I had allocated to do it, which means that when I have my time off, I don't feel any guilt because I did everything I was supposed to do when I was meant to work. And I'm not thinking about all that time I wasted procrastinating and therefore it leaks into my time off and makes me feel guilty. So I'm never actually switching off and I'm always feeling guilty. And that's how I used to operate. And now I don't. Now I honor my word. When I say I'm going to do something, I do it in the designated time. When I have time to self-care and I'm off, I'm really off. I'm really present in the moment. And I don't blur those lines. I have very 
clean lines and parameters around what I do and what I don't do when and where. And this is what I teach in boss planning as well is how to really get crystal clear with how you use your time, how you schedule your time, how I use my calendar. There's so much detail that we go into. So now would be an awesome time to join either the boss planning method masterclass or do yourself the ultimate favor and just get yourself into the up level experience because we talk about this and so much more and how it pieces with every other facet of your life. So the five steps to gain laser focus in your life is firstly to decide, make that decision that you want to increase your productivity and focus and that this is something that's important to you. Step number two is to analyze and to get very real about how you're currently spending your time and where your time is going. Step number three is to look at what is creating the most amount of discomfort and resistance for you and really tidy that up so that you no longer feel resistance towards the things that you actually know are going to make the biggest difference for you. Number four is learn how to plan properly. Oh my gosh, this is such a game changer. If I could just teach one thing for the rest of my life, it would probably be the boss planning method because it has been so impactful. And number five is time batching and the Pomodoro technique. So I hope that you enjoyed this episode. I hope you found these strategies useful. If you did, take a screenshot of this episode, tag me on Instagram at Lara underscore Nassassian underscore. My Instagram handle is in the show notes. Make sure you leave a rating and review for the podcast and we will be back in two weeks time, in a fortnight's time with another episode of the Boston Hills podcast. But thank you so much for being here. I love this topic. And as you can probably tell, it's something I have a lot to say about. There's a a lot we can really do to strengthen and sharpen our focus. And I hope that you learned and got a few takeaways from listening to this episode. So I'm going to leave this one here for now and wishing you a beautiful rest of your week or day, depending on when you are listening to this episode. And we'll be back soon with another episode of the Boston Hills podcast. Take care, everybody, and bye for now. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Boston Heels podcast. Be sure to visit bossinheels.com for a ton of information, resources, and articles on all things career and personal development. And subscribe to this podcast for all future episodes.